I love you, Josh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we have that on tape. What's up, everybody? We are back for another episode of Where's the Remote? It's a beautiful Sunday, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, who, for the record, I love too. Alex, how's it going? I was going to... Well, that was a bit more of a private thing, and I had a whole other plan for what I was going to do for this episode. It's kind of like my shtick, but um, now that I went like in th- that other route, I don't know what to do, but I'm doing good other than that. Play it on the fly. Play it on the fly. See how it goes. See how it feels. It's All right, then we're going to get right into it. It's been a wild week, Alex, and uh, a lot of shit has gone down. So like, what's the craziest thing in your mind that's happened this week? Well, now I'm not going to – the whole shtick was going to be me doing, like, a 50s type thing. Like, and we're off to the races on the podcast, but I don't really want to be doing that if we're going to be talking about what went down. Um, okay. Are we excluding that? No, no. That's basically what I'm Because, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, like – Yeah. I think the craziest thing that happened this week is Donald Trump being banned from Spotify. Did that happen? Have you seen the full list of every yeah like he's Pinterest from? and shit? It's crazy, and I love it. But that being said, I do think that some of these apps are kind of being like a little bit performative and just kind of like hopping on the bandwagon. You know what I mean? Like apps that he doesn't use. It's not like Donald Trump is gonna quit Twitter because he got suspended and then go to Letterbox to spew his nonsense. You know what I mean? It's great that Letterbox canceled him as well, but at the same time, it's like, all right, you could have said that four years ago, and I would have still been cool with it. What? What's his favorites on Letterboxd? His favorites on Letterboxd. One of them is Home Alone 2. Obviously, <laughs> he likes to watch himself. Yeah. Uh, Gremlins. Birth and, of a Nation uh, is definitely on there. Birth of a Nation is certainly on there. Uh, Gone with the Wind. Or, yeah, yeah. Is that the one that's, like, super racist? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking like the house that Jack built, but he thinks that that's like, like that's the equivalent of a Marvel movie for him. What's the, it's like, like how I met your mother. He's like, uh, about karate kid. Like Johnny is the good guy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's what Trump thinks. What in the house that Jack built? No, no, no. Well, I guess in that too, but I was talking about karate kid. Oh, like he roots for Johnny Lawrence. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Cobra Kai, guy. you should root for Johnny Lawrence because he's the good guy. Well, he's a flawed character. If we want to talk Cobra Kai, we can talk Cobra Kai season three because you know I finished it. I saw this TikTok the other day, mad disrespectful. They were like, I keep seeing Cobra Kai trending number one on Netflix. I know that no one's watching Cobra Kai. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I know plenty of people that watch Cobra Kai. It is it is like a fairly popular show. I think. Yeah, I, a lot of people were telling me about it before I started watching it. That's why I started watching. Pretty much everyone I know that like or have heard talk about it is like it's fantastic. Yeah, like no one I, that watches it is like it's okay or it's bad, which is well, impressive. Because it's like it knows what it is. It's super corny, and it knows that because it's a, it plays off of the corniness of the 80s movies. And I just think that, like I said, it knows itself well and doesn't try to be anything it's not. The fight choreography is always good. And uh, I don't know. Like, I was going to call him William Zabka, but I'm going to call him Billy. Billy Zabka is great in the show. Like, he's awesome. Him he, and Ralph he, Macchio are both Johnny. great. Yeah, he's Johnny Lawrence. Never forget that 
last year or two years ago, Marty and I were at the martial arts convention and uh, the Super Show, and Billy Zabka and uh, Martin Cove were there. Who's Martin Cove? John Kreese. Who? Do you remember the movie Karate Kid? Vaguely. I haven't seen it. The old guy. He's been in a bunch of commercials recently, too. The old dude with the cigar, like the master, the sensei of Cobra Kai. John Kreese. Let's look him up. Oh, this guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and when they came to the Super Show, they were, like, guests of honor and shit, and I was like, like, this is cool, I guess. I like the movie, Karate Kid, but at the time, I didn't watch Cobra Kai, and now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, that would have been crazy. I would have been losing my mind. Doesn't Mr. Miyagi fuck him up? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Mr. Miyagi doesn't... That Morita? Yeah, he does No, but, like, I'm saying, because I know he passed in real life, but, yeah. like, he doesn't die in the movies, right? I think he does. Really? I'm not sure. I only have a good memory of the first Karate Kid. Because I know that the girl is in the fourth one or the third one? I think the third one. Because he's in that one. At least. Yeah. I was going to say, like, do you think they'll do like a CG him? Oh, no, no. He's definitely presumably dead in the show as well. <laughs> Like, you never know with things like this, but... Cobra Kai killed Mr. Miyagi. It's... Okay, so the thing I really like about the show, though, and this is gonna maybe come out sounding fucked up, but, like, it's crazy that these kids are, like, fighting each other to the death. Well, yeah, like, how how are the karate kids? They're crushing. They're crushing each other. There's a scene, and I won't spoil it for you because I think maybe you'll watch it one day, but uh, at the end of season two... I know what you're talking I told you about this. There's this scene in this high school, and it's got the crazy one take of, like, just all these kids fighting. And when I say fighting, I mean, like, full on trying to kill each other. Like, kids are leaving this shit in ambulances, not just getting up and going to the nurse's office. And I love it, honestly. It's great. It's awesome. (laughs) It's pretty funny. And uh, now we're getting into more backstory, a little more flashbacks, and it's good. Season three was good. I approve. Way better than Big Mouse season four. Blech. I never finished season three. So my thing about Big Mouth, and we're totally not going to talk about the Trumpets trying to take the Capitol, but it's okay. Is um, that, oh, I thought you, that was like a Big Mouth thing. No, 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 no. For Big nah, Mouth. We don't, we don't give Nazis platforms here. Facts. No free clout. Um, when I'm watching <laughs> Big Mouth, I feel like it's like once, like I'll watch a season at a time, obviously, and I'll get like maybe three, four episodes in and I'm like, okay, I like the jokes. They're funny, but I just could not care less about anything that's happening plot wise. And like by the eighth episode, I'm just like, who cares? Like, why am I even watching this? They all have arcs. Yeah. But like, like what was, but I rarely care about them. Some of them are good. Like I liked Nick finding like looking for his hormone monster. Okay, that one was okay. I mean, listen, I don't want to shit on the show. It's not the worst show ever. It's a. I think it's like a very like it's one of the funniest shows I've seen. It's funny for like, sure. It's constantly hysterical. It's definitely funny. I'm just thinking in terms of like, like I'm not the biggest late night animation guy in general. Like those shows are just kind of like whatever to me. But uh, I I cannot deny Big Mouth is funny and the new season is funny, like definitely. But like I said, I just felt very burned out by the back half of the season. I was just like, what am I watching right now? Like, this is weird. So you definitely weren't like an Adult Swim kid. 
Definitely not. Oh. Definitely not. Yeah. I was more of like a late night Nickelodeon kind of kid. Obviously. And wait, for the record, also speaking of Nickelodeon, are you aware that one of the playoff games today will be played and broadcast on Nickelodeon? Why? Just cause? I don't know. I've been promised that slime will be involved and I don't know how or in what capacity yet. But we were joking yesterday, like imagine if they were like, all right, the two lowest seeds in the playoffs have to play on Nickelodeon in the slime bowl, and the field is just covered in slime. <laughs> And people are just falling all over the place, injuring themselves. It's terrible. Did but you want to get slimed. slimed when you were a kid? You seem like the of one course who not. Out. Of course See, not. I'd love to. No, I, I still to this day am very much anti like anti slime being just anti shit being poured all over me. That's really what it is. No, I would love to get slimed. Of course you would. It would be yeah. fun. Listen, if they invited me to Nickelodeon and they were like, "We want to slime you," then obviously, like, I'm like the, the Nick Choice Awards. But if I'm in the crowd and they're spraying slime all over me, I'm gonna be like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. <laughs> no, you're like the Nick Choice Awards are fire because like you always get slimed if you won. Like I'm here for that. Okay, well, yeah, but then you're a famous actor, so like it's okay that you're getting slimed. Or like there was a Nickelodeon hotel, right? Or like a park. Yeah, I think so. I think there was like a Nickelodeon. Oh, there was like resort. a cruise. Yeah, there was something. And like I remember them being like, you'll get slimed. And I was like, oh my fucking God. Yeah, you and every other kid in America was like, Mom, we have to go. I need to get this green come on me. <laughs> gross. You made it gross. I was, a big, I was a big slime kid and Adult Swim was a constant in my life for quite some time. Do you I have like that you any... called yourself a slime kid? <laughs> well, it's better than um. Oh, what the fuck from Splatoon? I think Captain called, Krusty like... Socks. No, Splatoon kids are called like Splat kids, Squid Kid, Squid Kid. That's what they're called. If I could be that. Oh, anymore. from the game Splatoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? Um. So do you? No, they're called Squid Kids. Okay. Do you have any like knowledge or ex- not experience, but like any knowledge or background in Adult Swim shit? Yeah, I mean, I used to turn it on sometimes. I used to watch it sometimes. But uh, what would you watch? I'm just curious. What's the show with the uh, the burger and like the drink? Hunger Force. Yeah, that. I used to turn that on for That's ten minutes and show. be like, "What the hell am I watching? What's the one with the the Birdman dude? What am I Harvey talking Birdman, about? Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Yeah." Fuck all that shit. Like, oh, my God. At the time, because I wasn't the target audience. At the time I was watching that, I was probably like nine or ten years old. I had no idea what I was watching, and it just felt wrong to me. I was like, I shouldn't be watching this. Like Robot Chicken? Yes. Yeah, see, like I was never into Robot Chicken or Uh, any of that. Yo, Robot Chicken, that had a a, a definite, clear impact on my sense of humor. I found that show very off-putting. Robot Chicken to me, like yo, I used to nearly piss myself laughing. I there's like episodes of Robot Chicken. There's more really. Right, let me rephrase that. There's episodes of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and segments of Robot Chicken because like how it was like a skit show basically. Yeah, there was like skits that I used to like be able to like run off the top of my head. And it wasn't yeah, okay. like in the but, internet time when I could just like I would like go on demand like I would do anything I could to watch and watch and watch and I used to just go with it. But as a kid, I just like didn't like watching like crazy inappropriate stuff like that. His name is Jesus Ezekiel. 
And if you look at how fucked up we both are right now, I think we know why you're over here. Looking so well, the reason the reason why I'm honing in on on Adult Swim a lot right now is because yesterday, um, I was listening to the Mouse and the Mask, which is an album by Danger Mouse, the producer, mm-hmm. and MF Doom. They did like a collab, and this was like right after Mad Villainy came out, so it's like peak Doom. And I've ha- I've listened to this album like numerous times. I love this album. But I listened to it yesterday, and for the, if you don't know, it was, like, commissioned. You know how Adult Swim did that, like, they do, like, the month of music or whatever, and, like, Run the Jewels has done a couple? Yeah. So Adult Swim basically, like, commissioned this album, and it's all, like, the whole album has, like, Adult Swim samples. And he, he cool. like, is directly... Like, there's a song called Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And he, like, raps about the characters. But, like, there's, like... Like, Shake is sampled throughout it. And it's not just, like, they sampled, like, the show. They, like, got the actors to, like, do skits for the album and shit. Yeah, I mean, that's it's cool a, for sure. It's a very fire... Yeah. So, and I was listening to it yesterday. And I was, like, this is... I think this is my favorite Doom project. Just because of, like, it's peak him rapping... And it's, it's like the, the production is ridiculous. I would highly recommend you listen to it, Josh. But it's like it's also that added layer of like, and it's just fire that they got all these samples. And apparently I found out that they wanted to sign him, Doom, that is, yeah. and give him complete access to like the entire catalog of Hanna-Barbera characters for like sampling and shit. And it just that would have been crazy, out. yo. That would have been bananas. Hearing that man spit crazy bars over the Scooby Doo theme, like I would have been here for that. Oh my! Like, I'll send you like three songs to listen to, or you could just listen to the whole album because it's very good. But like, it's so good, dude. All right, all right. Well, maybe I'll check it out. Um, let me ask you, cause I was thinking, I was like, what do we have to talk about today? <laughs> and you sent me a text yesterday that I did not appreciate. So I'm going to ask for the follow-up now. Um, Alex, tell the people what you just watched. Aquatine Hunger Force. No. How danger must applies for the beat god, even though you still eat lard by the meat wad. Mesquite Shaw speaking of witcher who. Voice all squeaky like they turned it up a pitch or two. A chunk of burned up witch's brew. Get your crew. See if they can't get past the stench of the stew. I messed up that flow a little bit too bad. Um, Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. See you later. I watched. Yeah. A One Night in Miami. Okay. So for those of you guys who don't know. (laughs) For those of you guys who don't know, and I mentioned this movie. Uh, last week's episode, when we were talking about our year-end rankings, uh, One Night in Miami, directed by the lovely Regina King, and uh, it is coming to Amazon Prime January 15th. Alex has the hookup, so you know he got to see it early. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I texted you in my usual fashion. Pretty much everything, I wouldn't say everything, but like 65% of what I text you has to be fact-checked. Okay, so you definitely liked this movie and you're just fucking with me. I texted Josh one midnight in Miami. 
because you know one i love mid two i like being a little funny guy um yeah so i texted him one night and one midnight in miami and i didn't give any context and i just said we'll talk about it on the podcast tomorrow that tomorrow being today um i enjoyed one night in miami of course you did it it's fantastic good. i have some things to talk about about it but i want to hear your thoughts because you saw it a while ago yeah i saw this back in october i want to say maybe a little later than that but i really really enjoyed it like recently i feel like i've seen a lot of black lead like adaptations of plays that are just all great like the next one i need to watch is fences i haven't seen fences but like one That's night in miami ma rainey's black bottom we've got some great stuff coming and uh they're all bangers so this one is not any different than those ones um i thought the whole cast absolutely crushed it and i love the concept of what's going on here for those of you who don't know the plot of this movie is uh, a fictional meeting between malcolm x Sam Cooke, the singer, Jim Brown, the football player, and Muhammad Ali, who at the time was Cassius Clay. Well, no, the it, obvious. That night happened. Well, that meeting con- didn't happen. Though. No, yes, it did. I. That's not what I read. The I, night happened, but like what they talk about. What they talked about. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Part. Got you. Got you. Like they all Either hung out after that fight. That's crazy. I wrote about. Anyways, I, I'm posting. Pivotal, iconic figures um, in history, all just being in the same place together. Naturally, if we could have a view behind this closed door, it would be insane. So naturally, they took it upon themselves to write this play about it. And Regina King took it and made it into a great movie. And I thought that, like I said, all four performances are incredible. I would love to see, I believe his name is Ben Kingsley Adir. No, maybe not. Kingsley yeah. Ben Adir, maybe? I'm close. The dude who plays Malcolm X is fantastic in that movie. I was, I, I, thought, ben Adir, I thought he was really good, but I, I don't like what they did with Malcolm X. Elaborate. I wrote about this in my review, which will be coming when this episode drops. So tomorrow, oh, Monday, um, the 11th. Um, also, I don't know if you know this, but the dude who wrote One Night in Miami, both the movie and the play, he also co-wrote and I believe co-directed Soul. That's sick. Okay. Love yeah, that. So shout out Kemp Powers. And he's the dude who put the, like specifically, he, he tweeted it. He was like, as a lifelong Knicks fan, like I put the joke in Soul. Um, oh, so now me and this dude, dude got beef. <laughs> this dude's running it. I love him. Yeah. But um, no, I thought that, like, my biggest problem with it, not biggest, but am I wrong for saying that, like, if you had to pick one, Malcolm X is kind of, like, the crux of the movie? Okay, so I think that, no, I would say that at different points, they all sort of No, I agree, that. but, like. But I think that he's the most prominent figure there, with the exception of maybe Muhammad Ali. Of it. And uh, the, I think, I, that, well, go ahead. The like the point I'm trying to get at is like it seems like more often than not, like you said, like all four of them are like it's like an entire it's like a, it's a four person lead, but yeah. it seems like more often than not the movie is pulling each of these characters through Malcolm, so it's like their interactions, and I feel well, like in because at this point in Malcolm X's life, 
is when he was right before he went to Mecca, he was very afraid for the life of himself and his family. Yeah. And we know what happens, what happened to him after the fact. And I just feel like it, it would have benefited more if it kind of, cause they kind of show him like looking through the window. Like he's very, he's clearly very paranoid. Oh, I think we feel the paranoia. I think you can definitely feel his mind state the entire time, just between his interactions with like the security team, but also just like literally anytime, he, like you said, he's looking over his shoulder. He's like scared to use the phone, shit like that. I just feel like it would have benefited from a bit more of like where his head was at because we get, well, we I get think- that from everyone else. Well, I think we okay. I will actually contrast that. I think that it does a good job of not getting too focused on any one character. And while we do get like this in depth look, I think it balances them well. And we really do feel like we're watching all four of them. And it's really about the relationship and less about any one character. In the movie. It, it does a very good job, the movie as a whole, of like it, it's not like a, a four person biopic. Where you're like, right. I know, let's learn all about him and let's learn all. No, like, right. It, it does... gives you like the bare essentials. Right. And like works with that. And like it's enough. Because like I didn't know anything about Jim Brown. Like he was well, going to say, it expects you to know who these iconic people are and to know something about them in their life. But lives. even then, like it still does a good job at kind of being like, this is who it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't know that Jim, like I looked it up yet, like as I was writing, like I didn't realize that. Jim Brown has been like consistently voted as one of the greatest football players yeah. ever. Easily. Like, if not the He's best. one of those guys that set records that will maybe never be broken. So like that's crazy. Yo, man, his opening scene was very good. Was very good. Really set the tone. I really him. like he like Jim Brown may have been my favorite character. Aldous Hodge crushed it. Very good. Crushed it. But I do have my actual favorite. Okay, let's hear it. Sam Cook. That's a fair take. Because Leslie Odom Jr. crushes it. And I'm a big Sam Cook fan. That scene where he's doing his performance, you know what I'm talking about? The end? Yeah, is is so, so good. And I really, I was just like, oh my God. I'm going to go listen to Sam Cook for the rest of the day. That's like a given. It, was, it also, almost made me cry. Because I, I... No, it's, it's I super love that moving. Song. Yeah. And I really, really like, oh my God, I just want everyone to watch this movie. I just, I want everyone to watch it. And I want Leslie Odom Jr. to star in more things, like more dramatic roles, because he is great. That was the role for him. Um, that like is one of my favorite endings in like recent memory. Like it was, it was just very perfect. Yeah. I really liked this movie. I had, I had little to no beef with it. I enjoyed it. That's that's my rating system. Four and a half stars means little to no beef. You give it a four and a half? I think so, yeah. Interesting. What'd you give it? Probably a three and a half. Wow. <laughs> wow. I I just felt like at some points it was a little like choppy. Like there are points that I was like, this is clearly a debut, but then there's also points where I'm like, I want to see her direct more. Of course, and it I also does feel it also like I haven't seen the play, but like it does feel like they kind of just like took the play and like put it on the screen. And I think I'm okay with that though. Like in terms of like a single setting type thing, like I really want you to watch Ma Rainey's Black Bottom just so we can discuss more about like theater ad- adaptations. But yeah, uh, I'm a big theater boy. Well, yeah. So go watch Ma Rainey's. What were Black your thoughts on on uh, Eli Gorey as as Cash Clay? 
I thought he was amazing. Yeah, he looked he very – he embodied he it just like him, and he embodied it. I was like, I'm watching Muhammad Ali right And now. dude was jacked. Like, yeah, I thought all the scenes of him boxing and, like, was great, and I loved his braggadocious attitude. Yeah, when he's like, oh, no. And, like, they all go to the mirror, and he's like, oh, I'm so pretty. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, I want the champion. I didn't even cut my face. Like, I love it. It's so good. And uh, I think that – like I said, I think – even though this is not necessarily what they talked about or things like that, I do feel like it gave another angle to these characters that are based off of people we know so much about. You know what I mean? Like, I really do feel like it peeled back the curtain and it showed like a very vulnerable, like I'm sure not a lot of people saw a vulnerable side of even Malcolm X when he was alive, but like Muhammad Ali or Jim Brown or any of these people. So for us to see these like, prolific figures like open up to each other and you know reveal their deepest and darkest fears and concerns about life and their careers and all that stuff is something that like it just moved me i really enjoyed it yeah my guy read my whole article he hacked into my shit i didn't i couldn't have i couldn't (laughs) have done that is that what you Um, say in your article yeah i mean yeah i touch like yeah i'm curious to think what you curious to see what you'll think of it um no I'll, i'll give it a read yeah, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed. I really liked like how they handled all four characters. Like it was it was just a very good portrayal of each of these dudes who were all yeah. completely different, but like on some fundamental level the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and it, I also really like how it seems like every do like each duo gets a moment together. Yeah, the pairings are nice. The breakout groups are nice. I'll use Zoom terms. And, uh, uh, oh, my God. Woof. That's how you know it's too early in the morning. If I'm burping my ass off. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, listen, I think that there's, like, you may have said, like, you felt choppy to you. I didn't feel there was a single point where this movie dragged. Like, I was just like, oh, now we're going to see, like, Malcolm and Sam Cook. Now we're I thought the see, beginning. Like, I think the back I mean? half of it is way better than the front half. I loved both halves. Darling, you send me Sam fucking cook. He's great. It made me like, I would say I know the most about Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali. Out of those characters. Yeah. And I, but Not like out of people in the world. But Yeah. 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 And like, I listened to a lot of Sam cook, but I didn't know much about him. And actually when I was reading about him yesterday, when I was writing, I was like, I did not know this is crazy. And we'll talk about that after because I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, I think that one of the biggest things that a movie like this can do for the public is just have people like keep their names moving forward, encourage a new generation of people to go out and look these people up if you don't know who they are and do your research and learn more about these important figures in history. Yeah, it made me like, do you you know if there's a 30 for 30 on Jim Brown? uh, I don't know. I'm sure there's been a documentary or something made about him. Yeah, I would like to. I would highly recommend everybody. To go watch the four-hour HBO documentary on Muhammad Ali, it's literally like his entire life. It's called the Greatest, right? Uh, no, I think it's my name is. Oh, okay. Wait, I'm looking it up right now. Um, oh no, it's What's My Name, directed mm-hmm. by Antoine Fuqua. I saw it at Tribeca at the premiere, and it was outstanding. You, watched, you saw all four hours of it at Tribeca? Yeah, in one sitting. That's insane. Not one sitting. So what happened was, this is a funny story. They played the, they, they played, cause it's like a two episode thing. So it's like the first two hours 
And I'm like, it's more like an hour 45, I think, each. But it's almost four hours. So, like, it was, like, the first chunk. And then at the end of it, like, midway through, I was, like, because they start with, like, a big fight. And I was, like, oh, I guess, like, at some point they're going to go back and, like, go from the beginning, like, leading up to that fight. And then, like, everything would be after that fight. But it keeps, like, going. And I was, like, huh. And then the documentary ended. And at this point, we already knew what happened. But, like, the, the HBO rep or, like, the festival rep came out and was like, yeah, so we accidentally showed the second half first. What? And, she, and they were like, so now we're going to show the first half. If you don't want to stay, uh, you can leave and we'll send it to you. And you can just watch it whenever. But I was like, well, now I want to watch. So yeah, I, like, I would have been, been pissed. I stayed I and so watched bad. the first. It was it because, was like, I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool almost. I mean, you still probably got a good sense of the picture, but like, well, you see the whole thing still. Like, you're watching yeah. his whole life, but it's cool seeing it from like his biggest fight to the end of his life, and then like you go back to the beginning, like leading up to that fight. It was just like, I would not recommend it to be watched that. No, way. no, definitely. But not. Uh, it was just like a funny, and like I've never watched it again like the right way, so I've always just been like, that's how I saw it. All right. Well, speaking of festivals, wait, Alex, hang on. Also, oh, am I incorrect? For saying the Chadwick, no, I looked it up. Chadwick Boseman, I thought he played Sam Cooke, but he played James Brown. James Brown, yeah, and get on up. Yeah. 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 So never mind. Uh, speaking of festivals, uh, we have a festival coming up in January that one of us will be providing coverage for. It is the <laughs> Sundance Film Festival, which, if you don't know, is one of the biggest film festivals for independent movies in the world. And. It is obviously taking place virtually this year. And as we've discussed, you know, we are trying to take advantage of this opportunity to bring you guys coverage from festivals that we might not have been able to go to normally. So keep an eye out. You boy, yours truly, will be watching uh, at least 10 movies over the course of four days. And I will be trying to write some articles and get some good stuff out to you guys so you know what's coming. Um... Good side, downside is a lot of the movies we're going to be watching probably won't come out for like another year. Um, but the upside to that is that you guys will know about them first. And just like me, you guys will be able to help me champion them through the year and just get excited about them because I love building hype for movies that a lot of people might not get the chance to see. And that's what I'm excited to do. So keep an eye out for that. Alex will be doing none of it because he's lazy. And Not uh, true. I'm going to be doing my own thing. What are you doing? Tell them about your own thing. Um, I'll figure it out. Yeah, you don't have a fucking thing. Awesome. You said. What me. do you have to say for yourself? Go storm the Capitol, Alex. Chill. Don't make, we yeah. can't make jokes like that. Nah, that shit is fucked up. <clears throat> that shit is fucked up. Hashtag onion tell. That's insane. I what? hate shit like that. Like, if you don't think that, like, something like. How are you going to do something like that that's going to subtract from your... Listen, obviously the movement is terrible, but subtract from your movement that much. Like, really? Someone tried you know to how bad... Someone... I was just saying, you know how bad that makes everyone look? Like, come on. Come on. Um, so, Josh, I have a question for you. Ask me your question. I have a couple questions for you, actually. Is one of them how I got to be so beautiful? Oh, I'm so pretty. My hands are so fast. (laughs) 
You're like singing out. a little bit. Well, the reason I said it like that, do you know epic? Do you know epic rap battles of history? Of course, they did a Muhammad Ali versus uh, oh. uh, Michael Jordan one, and it was actually Key and Peele. Like Key yeah, was which played which Key was Michael was Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, yeah, and and Peele was Jordan. I don't know why I said Jordan Peele was Muhammad Ali, and he like has this one bar where he's like, "Oh my hand, oh I'm so pretty, my hands are so fast, but I'll knock you out quicker than that Jordan mustache." Or something like that. Like, <laughs> it's a very funny one. Um, yeah, it sounds good. So, like, every now and then, I'll like, I'll like go back and watch those every now and then, and they're really I think, good. I some, think, of, yeah. some of them are great. Um, I gotta change my Venmo password. Don't don't let me forget. I so, couldn't possibly remember that. Darling, you send me that final quote of "One Night in Miami" is also very good. Yeah. Good movie. Um, Okay, so would you rather poop in the only toilet at a party knowing that you'll clog it or poop in the bushes in the backyard? Please. Okay, if you saw how my face just dropped when you asked that question, um, whose house are we at? Let's say a stranger's. Oh, I'm pooping in the house. I don't give a fuck. Clogging it? Yeah. What if it's 110 Murray? Yeah. Like on our floor. I'm I'm almost never going to poop in a bush. That's not happening. Okay. What What are you doing in that scenario? Uh, I wouldn't want to clog. It depends on the person, though. But if it's 110 Murray and I live there, then I'm going to take a shit in my own house. And if it's catastrophic and breaks the toilet, then, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) Next one. Would you rather earn $1 for every step you take or $100 every two hours? Oh, so this is going to be a math thing. $100 every two hours or am I taking more than 200 steps an hour? Uh, Definitely the $1 a step. I'm going to become a serious hiker. Is that a joke or are you actually? What do you mean? Are you actually becoming a serious hiker? No, like or if I'm getting paid a dollar per step, I'm becoming a serious hiker. Oh, no, you have the wrong idea. I'm becoming a marathon <clears throat> sprinter. See, I don't want to tire myself out, though. But, Alex, think about it. You Let's – I don't know. You're taking you're – taking, I don't even know what a normal ballpark amount of steps is for a marathon, but I imagine you run one marathon and it's fucking – Josh, you wouldn't make it through money. one marathon. Of course not. I would train to get there, and I'd have all the money in the world to support But me. you could also just – like, you're acting like hiking isn't a lot. It is a lot. I mean, dude, you walk around in the city, you're taking 10,000 steps. You're taking thousands of steps, yeah. No, t- like, literally, like, I've walked through – like yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole day One day in the city, in the city you like make 10,000 bucks? Steps. Hell yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy. You don't got to walk easy. for the rest of the week. But – Okay, but think about this though. If it's two hundred dollars or one hundred dollars every two hours, so every day you're making twelve hundred dollars. Are you yeah. taking more than twelve hundred steps regularly in a day? You definitely are, right? In quarantine, I'm not, but like I could. Yeah, yeah. Like it, I think the dollar per step is the way to go. I think the dollar per step is the way to go because you can change that. Like, let's say you need an advance, you just go running. Yeah. Like, would you rather? Would you rather have two million? I'm coming up with them off the top of my head. 
I'm not. Would you rather have $2 million now or a guaranteed 10000 a month for the rest of your life? This one's stupid. $2 million now. You're an idiot. I think I can do a lot with those two million dollars. And you can't do with ten. Th- you can't do with a hundred twenty thousand dollars a year for the rest of your so life. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Right. Ten thousand dollars. Wait, ten thousand a year or ten thousand a 10, month? Ten thousand a month, but you're making one twenty a, a year. Okay, you're making one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. But think about what I can do with one million dollars right now, investment wise. That and would you, take me ten years. What can't you do with years to accrue that? Through could, your plan. Do you know what you could do with 60 grand? Not as much as you can do with $1 million. Alex, what I'm saying is yep. $1 million, If I got $2 million right now and I put $1 million of that into an, a good investment that's going to bring me returns over whatever, and then I spend the other million on like a house and like all that stuff that I okay. need, I stop working tomorrow. Yeah, I'm taking the two mil. This is – so do you, you know Win for Life, like the, the scratch off? Yeah. Like $1,000 a week? Yeah. They, You know how they do a payout. No, they they basically like take your age and they like work out this thing and they'll say you can take the thousand a week for life or it's a lump sum payment right now. Yeah. If you're 50, you take the lump sum. Because statistically, it depends on what the lump sum is. Like Alex, in your scenario, no, I'm dude, I'm twenty, I'm twenty five. If I'm getting a thousand dollars a week for life, you're not getting a thousand dollars a week. That's not what you said. I'm talking about the scratch off now because this is like a realistic scenario. If I won win for life tomorrow and they offer me $50,000 a year for the rest of your life yes. or what, depending on what the lump sum is, make up Dude, a number. They could give me 500 grand and I'm not taking it. Of course not. But if they're offering 2 million, then I am taking it. I think you're crazy. I don't think I am. You're, you're being paid to not to live your life. Right, or I can make money, turn that money into more money. Is what I'm saying. Because like, and what happens? Let's say you put two million into OPK and it busts. Why would I put two million into OPK, Alex? Why would I do that? I would put it into something secure that's gonna get me like three percent returns every fucking I don't know year or whatever. Because three percent of a million is a ton of money, more money than you're making an entire year. Body with that right now. Who would body? I don't think so. We have no. We have this conversation all the time. He is one hundred percent on my side. I'm gonna talk to Andy about it. We're gonna see what he says. I got my sources too. Bring it up. Let's go. Um, All right, this is a good one for you. Would you rather have time stop every time you fall asleep so you could sleep for however long you want without wasting a minute of your day? Do I still age? Or yes. Or have the ability to sleep only two hours a day and never feel tired. That one. Absolutely yeah. that one. Dude, I would get so much done. Because I don't want to be aging, one, when I'm sleeping. You just don't want to be tired. And two, I don't like the – like sometimes it's nice to sleep through the night and wake up and have it be morning. Or if I've got time to kill, take a nap. But being able to sleep every night, two hours on the dot, and wake up feeling fully refreshed and my body is healthy, absolutely I would do that. Yeah. You know yeah, how much work I would get done? The book I'm reading right now, eleven twenty two sixty three, which I want to talk to you about. I've seen the ads for the uh, miniseries the or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I was gonna say, do you want to watch it together? 
and we'll talk about it on the pod. But are like, we watching the stand? Is that a thing that's still happening? Well, you haven't given me that. The, the oh, I'm figure out what it is. <laughs> but eleven twenty two sixty three is on Hulu, so I figure we Get can it. do a. We talk like we talk about it. Me having read it, you having not read it. Okay, it'll be a we'll fun see. little thing that we could watch together. I have to finish Succession. Okay, finish that, and then I mean, I'm not. I still have like 200 pages left in the book, so I won't finish for like at least a day or two. Oh my god, you're um, insane! I, I love do 100, it but the cool. Do you want me to tell you anything about it or no? Nope. Okay, then never. Mind. I know a little bit about it, but don't tell me. Okay, then never mind. Um, yeah, but it pertains to the question. So this is another one. It doesn't have to do with 1122. I'm gonna read you some games. You tell me if you play them or not. Sure. We'll see how much about the money you are. chance of getting $500, 0.01% of dying. Do you play? Of how much money? 500 bucks. No. Okay. 95% chance of getting $100,000, 5% chance of dying. Are you playing? $100,000? $10,000. Sorry. (laughs) No. Definitely not that. No. Okay. 85% chance of getting $100,000. 15% chance. So you're not playing no matter. 60% no. chance of getting a million dollars. 40% chance you die. Absolutely not. Smart man. I'm 40% chance of death is super high. Fuck that. That's yeah. more than one in three. I guess. Yeah. Would you rather win $100 million in the lottery and have it announced on national TV or $10 million and no one else knows about it? Uh, $100 mil versus $10 mil, but people have to know about it? Uh, I feel like they announce lottery winners on TV all the time. Can I pull up with like a mask on and shit? You can request not. Like I don't think you have to. No, you don't. Your identity. You don't. You don't. They do that on purpose. Have you ever seen the movie Lottery Ticket with like Bow Wow? No, what's Bow Wow's real name? Boward Woward, obviously. Oh, I just saw that. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, it's this movie where like he 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 wins the lottery ticket, and then like everyone's trying to fuck with him. Everybody's trying to fuck him. Well, there are people trying to fuck him too. That's true. Bow, For the money. Wow, yippee yo, yippee yay, bow wow, yippee yo, yippee yay. All right, Alex. You got anything else for us before we bounce out of here? I have a million more. Would you rather's? Oh, all right. Hit me with like two more. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Nah, nah it's fine. Would you rather? Uh, ah, let's let's end it on this one. Oh, I'm not gonna end it on that one. Um, if you raise the kid, you like have your kid for a year, right? Yeah. And then you find out a year later. That the child was switched. Would you want your genetic kid or no? Yes. You're giving your kid up? You've cared for this child for a year. First of all, this is before this baby has developed any sort of cognitive like function. But you're gonna say what if we switched babies? I wouldn't want to meet the well, where's my baby? Is it just in some warehouse somewhere or has someone else been taking care of it? I don't know. Because if some if, like let's say another family's been taking care of it, then we're switching babies absolutely, and our babies can be friends, we can be friends with them so that we can remain in each other's lives. Okay, that's pretty and cool. And it should be a nice happy story. Now let me ask you, what happens if you do that and the parents are like, No. 
Like this is our child. Uh, then I'm suing them. You and I'm can't. suing the shit out of the hospital. You can't. Uh, what do you mean I can't? I'm saying you can't. What do you mean I can't? Like, are, like, what do you like? You cannot take legal action. Why not? Because I said so. <laughs> so what do I have to do? Just break in, steal my kid? Uh, you can either deal with it or like illegally acquire the child. I don't. I don't want to. Well, they just seem like bad parents at that point. Maybe I take both kids. Fuck them. <laughs> are you killing parents? I didn't say kill them. <laughs> I just said I might steal her baby. That's it. Which is really my baby. Okay. To end this episode, I'm going to talk about what we spoke about in the beginning of the episode. Well, before the episode, really. What prompted us to begin the episode. Bada used to give me these things called Marvel Masterworks. They were like Barnes & Noble collections of comic books. So it was like Marvel Masterworks. I have Spider-Man. I have Fantastic Four. I probably have a few other ones lying around. And it would be like 10 issues so it'd be like Marvel Masterworks Spider-Man Volume 1 was the first 10 issues of the original Spider-Man comic. And he would get me them like every now and then. And I would, like that's how I would read my comics. Um, on the back of the cover, because I just unpacked the box that had them, uh, $13. He probably got them for me when I was like eight. So yeah. nine, uh, 2004, 2003, 2004, around there. Um, maybe even... Yeah, probably like 2003, 2004. Um, looking for them now, uh, on Barnes & Noble's website, $75. Ooh, look at you. Fucking inflation, bro. I want more. Flip them. Flip no, them. I want... No, dude, these are like some of my... Like, I'm going to give these to my kids. Well, I'm not going to give them to them. They can read them. Um, <laughs> I'll flip you from the back. Um, I just found a bunch of my old comics. You know what you have to do? You kind of have to. I feel like you you have to give all the stuff that body gave you that's cool to Callista. Neither nah, mine. I'll get her another cool. Well, she's shit. old enough. <laughs> nah, you're, come on, you love that baby. I do that baby. You am I wrong? Callista, Callista's cuter than literally anyone else. Um, sorry. I'm I want to go. St- I want to go snowboarding again soon. Soon, it's like I like anything. I went in the past three years. Um, what does that have to do go. with anything? I just want to go snowboarding. So um, go. It's very far. I also don't want to be near mad people. Of course not. That's why you're outside at a ski resort. Yeah, but like I got to rent someone else's helmet and like. Yeah, that's true. I guess I All could right, just maybe buy wait. a helmet. Like I don't mind buying a helmet. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I would like to go snowboarding again. Um. You can find me at AlexPaps1 on Twitter at Sam right. on Letterboxd, the AG person. You can find the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at WTRPod. Um, I got a couple more coming up. I have some fun ideas that I'm going to make. Uh, and you can find all the writings and reviews from you boys at WTRPod.com. One Night in Miami article should be out right now. And you can find me at Josh Lampert, J-O-S-H-L-E-M-P-E-R-T on just about everything. Instagram, Letterboxd, Twitter, real life. You know all the deal. And uh, like Alex said, please go fin- follow the pod page. Uh, he's going to be making more TikToks. I'm going to crack the whip on him and 
He's just going to be cranking them out. And uh, we got some good articles coming out. Like I said, Alex has one that should be out right now. If you guys don't know, we do have our website. We're constantly posting articles on there. We don't always tweet about them or, you know, make big announcements. But just check back in every couple days if you're looking for something new. If you want to know what we're watching, uh, it's a good resource to go to. And we're only going to be posting more and more as time goes on into 2021. Alex, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, I do actually have to thank you just because of what went down yesterday when the French toast took precedent. That's why I said I love you. After not speaking to me all day yesterday, me and Josh are back on speaking terms. That's good. The French toast will never divide us. Yeah. All right. Peace. Peace.